You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato with Redmond Properties. And this is Discovering Multifamily, episode number 74. And what we're going to talk about here today is uh, Dominique Gunderson is here with us. And uh, she's actually 22 years old. And uh, she's been flipping houses and investing in real estate uh, long distance, by the way in uh, New Orleans, and she lives in California. So we're going to talk, uh, talk a lot about that, how she transforms old rundown properties into beautiful homes. And she's learned a lot. Um, she started in real estate right out of high school, um, got a lot of criticism for not taking the traditional paths of just going straight to college and getting a degree, but rather and pursued her passions and um, focused on, you know, uh, greater things when everybody else thought she couldn't do it. So again, she's 22 years old. She's been working in the industry for five years. Uh, she's done everything from being an agent to leasing to, like we said, on the investment side now, buying and selling. Um, and now she's uh, starting to grow her own company of her own. So definitely want to hear her story and how it's going to encourage others, especially at um, the young age of 22 and also long distance. I think that's will, will resonate with some people. So uh, Dominique, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Sure. So hopefully the bio did you somewhat of justice. Yeah, that was perfect. You, you nailed it. <laughs> All right. So the show's over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, great. So can you kind of explain to people, I guess, what happened? Why did you decide to pursue real estate? What was what was the reason for that? Yeah, I really, from a young age, I was super interested in real estate, um, kind of started learning about it when I would say I was about maybe 15, like mid high school years, um, just started learning about like more of the traditional real estate, buying and selling as an agent um, and what that looked like. And especially in Los Angeles area, I live, it's, you know, very high in market, very expensive. So I mean, there was a lot to learn. There's a lot of in and outs and it all kind of just fascinated me. Um, more specifically, the investment side of it, though, um, flipping houses and doing renovations, just how you could take something and add a little bit of you know, money to it and sweat equity and be able to create such a larger return. Um, just the whole numbers game really excited me. So that's kind of what got me hooked. And I really just started learning and studying about it. Um, when I was in high school and just felt like, you know, with how expensive college is these days and, um, you know, just kind of seeing a lot of people taking the traditional path, coming out with a degree and, you know, not getting a job. I, I felt it was the perfect risk for me to um, kind of pursue my, my dreams and my interests and just skip the college thing and, you know, just start learning with hands-on experience. So I started working in the industry at 17 as soon as I graduated. That's awesome. So, and also, you know, real estate is a male dominated industry too. And obviously you're a woman. So that's, you know, something to be said of that too. Did you get any criticism on that front or was it kind of a seamless transition? A little bit. Um, 
actually one of the first um, jobs and companies that I worked for when I really started focusing on the investment side. Um, I was doing a lot of work with um, buying and selling properties directly to investors who were flipping houses. And I actually worked for a pretty big company um, here in LA. They had like three offices, a bunch of staff, and I was the only female working there when I joined the company. It was like, nobody's ever done this before. And whoa, there's a girl here. <laughs> um, so that was kind of, that was interesting, um, just being kind of thrown into that mix. But I knew what I was getting into. And I've always just kind of had the attitude of, you know, if you want to put doubts on me, I'll just prove you wrong. And, you know, quickly just sold more than anyone else was selling there and, you know, just started doing really good. So I think I've been able to prove myself in areas where people have doubted me and that's kind of helped push me through it. Sure. No, it, that definitely makes a lot of sense. And the perseverance takes all, uh, that's the famous saying. So, and so you basically, okay, you start, graduated high school and then you became the real estate agent, which you kind of raised through the rankings and, kind of got through the top and then you started to work with an investment firm, as you just mentioned, um, doing flips. And so can you talk to us a little bit about that and kind of what you're focusing on now in the present? Yeah. So I really, yeah, I started working for another firm, basically doing, you know, what I wanted to do on my own, you know, buying and selling um, fixer uppers, investment properties. Um, But for me, it was, it was a good kind of way to hedge my risk and not, you know, taking on the full burden just on my own when, you know, I was just getting started really learning sales and contracts and everything like that. So it's a perfect opportunity to do a ton of deals, buy a bunch of houses um, under somebody else. And so it really worked out, taught me a lot. And then after, you know, 50 or so deals, I felt super comfortable with what I had learned and was ready to just branch out and start my own. So that's when I decided that Los Angeles was way too expensive of a market for me to start in. And I was going to find somewhere that made more financial sense for me at the time. And so, yeah, picked New Orleans as my place and uh, started flipping houses on my own. So let's talk about that. So we talk about two major, two major issues that a lot of investors are stumbling blocks that a lot of investors, even including myself back in the day, now it's not so much of an issue see so you're flipping right which means it's usually a quicker project and usually there's a construction budget and a construction time frame and usually a loan that you're trying to take out as quickly as possible so that's number one and number two it's long distance so how are you able to do that from basically from the west coast to i guess southeast you know to put it that way how are you able to manage that process and be comfortable with the flip, which is very hands-on, you know, being remote in LA where you are. It was definitely a scary jump for me um, at the start because I kind of always, you know, I I grew up here. I I learned the real estate market and the ins and outs of it here in Los Angeles. And so I kind of always thought I'd just figure out a way to invest here when I was ready to do it. Um, But I had saved up a good amount of money Um, from the real estate deals I was doing out here. And I kind of got to a point where I was just really tired of being, um, I guess, like calling to somebody else. Somebody else was always above me, um, whether it was a lender or someone handling the money or someone doing the construction or 
you know, analyzing the deals. And I really just wanted to start my own thing. I wanted to be the one to call the shots. And so I kind of wanted to pick a place where I actually didn't really need any of that. Um, anything that I would need, I'd kind of be in charge of. I'd hire out a contractor if I needed one and stuff like that. Um, so that was kind of one of the reasons I ended up choosing New Orleans is because um, I was able to invest there with my cash that I had saved up. And so that's kind of how I started just using my cash to buy properties. Um, it's a pretty inexpensive area, the little suburb that I'm investing in. And um, I, I have my dad who lives in New Orleans. So that was kind of a perfect tie for me to be like, you know what, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to explore this area. I'm going to learn the market um, so I can feel comfortable coming back to Los Angeles and still feeling like I know what I'm doing. Sure. And you get to write off the travel too. So that yeah, like exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So how do you meet with contractors long distance? How do you manage the construction process? How do you trust do you, do you property manage yourself? How does that management component work? There are certain things that I definitely do myself and I just do it long distance. But one thing I've found is really key to being able to successfully invest long distance is to have a really crucial like key team that you can trust on the ground there. And so for my situation, it kind of worked out perfect. Um, my dad who lives in the area was actually looking for some work at the time when I started my business out there. And so he kind of came on board with me as kind of that on the ground person to manage the project. So he's been really great um, bringing him on and we, we, sh you know, we profit share in the deals that way. Um, so I kind of fund everything and, you know, kind of manage it. And he is the one who's been there uh, meeting with the contractors and, you know, just overseeing someone that I can trust and can send me good pictures and videos of what's going on. Um, so that's been really key, whether it's, you know, someone, you know, a family or friend or just hiring and meeting someone like that, I think is, I don't know how I could invest long distance without that person. So. Sure. No, family definitely uh, is the best if you can get it. Yeah. Um, so, so that's great. And so, so Dominic, so are you, when you mentioned flipping, are you just going in and like we were talking about before, just doing cosmetic lipstick, not too much structural and then turning it around for, you know, a much higher resale value, um, you know, about a year later, or is it, you know, are you starting to pivot to the rentals? I know we were talking about that before um, we got on the podcast. So what's, what's your long-term strategy? Yeah, I think right now it's definitely a mixture of both. Um, the flips that I'm doing, the goal is always to, you know, be able to do as little work as possible and just throw it back on the market for a profit. Um, but it doesn't always work out that way. I mean, the one that I most recently finished and sold um, probably only end up keeping about 10% of the original house. Um, it literally needed to be torn down and addition put on it everything you know is pretty much new so kind of just depends once you start digging in the walls what you find and what needs to be done but i do you know try to keep them as cosmetic as possible if possible um but if there's you know still room for profit i'll i'm willing to do more than that to work on a project um but yeah kind of the goal for me i'm just beginning to start growing a rental portfolio as well and so you know being able to like you mentioned, kind of make a, a quick profit with, with these flips. Um, 
and just keep growing my um, capital that I have to invest. The goal is kind of to keep turning profit and reinvesting that into uh, the rental properties to continue to grow that portfolio. That's great. So how you said when you worked for that investment firm, you, you think you said it was 50 deals? Yeah, it was probably about 50 or so deals that I did there. That's great. So you got to see the whole process and how it worked. And so, so how, now that you're on your own, how many, have, how many projects have you undertaken? So right now I'm working on my fifth project um, on my own. And yeah, seriously, just looking to keep scaling and growing from there. That's great. Um, so what, what more advice do you have for young entrepreneurs, um, you know, that are having, you know, the similar thought process um, to you um, where they, they kind of want to start to build their wealth at a, at a younger age um, and, and not take the, maybe take the traditional route, but, you know, at the same time, really, you know, because education, you know, it depends on the type of education you get, but it could be valuable or it could be invaluable. And as you know, college degrees are, you know, becoming less and less valuable nowadays. Um, so and it's more the hands-on work. So what, what kind of advice would you have for that, you know, you four years ago, 18-year-old trying to make a decision on, you know, okay, should I pursue the college route or do I really want to pursue my passion, whether it's real estate or, you know, art, whatever it is, what would you, what would you tell them? Yeah, I think it's so important to just, you know, if you can, and if you know at a young age, something that you have a passion for, to really just follow it um, and not be scared or worried of obstacles that might get in your way, people that might not believe in you. Um, if you, you know, if you believe in yourself and you have that passion and drive, there's always going to be a way to figure out, you know, a problem or something that you might run into. Um, and something that I'm personally just so glad that I did, and, you know, everyone's path is different, but I'm really, really glad that I didn't just jump into it um, on my own when I was 17 and, you know, didn't even, hadn't never done a deal before. I'm super glad that I had a, a bunch of great mentors that I was able to work under and do a bunch of deals with um, to really just learn everything, be able to ask a bunch of questions um, and just not have those mistakes happen to me alone. Um, cause man, I've made a ton of mistakes. I've learned so much. Just every deal is different and you learn something new. And so a lot of people, you know, think it's best to just jump in and there's a ton of success doing that as well. No doubt. But for me personally, it was really important to just get started somewhere. I mean, you know, whether it's shadowing a contractor, if you don't know about that or working for an agent to learn contracts or another house flipper or something like that was so important for me to just get started somewhere and just start learning hands-on. Awesome. And is it, are you a one woman operation right now? I much? am. Um, yeah, I guess as far as like me kind of running everything. Yes. But you know, I do have people that um, I have an agent out there that works for me. My dad's kind of working as um, I'm, you know, property manager. Um, I've got a bunch of, people that are like feeding me deals and stuff, wholesalers, agents. So sort of, but yeah. That's great. So, so to my listeners, it, as long as, and Dominique figured this out at a younger age, as long as you have infrastructure, which is the most important thing, at least in this business, you can apply it as long as it works, right? As long as it works in one area, you can kind of apply it to different areas as long as everything makes sense. And, having those boots on the ground sound 
pretty pivotal to, to your success, especially when you're overseeing flips and, and whatnot. Um, so when you move on to the, the rental side, are you going to start with single family rentals or maybe two to fours and then kind of scale up to the commercial from there? Yeah, that's definitely the goal. Um, the one I'm purchasing right now is a single family. So I'm going to be starting with that just because that's kind of what I've been doing out there and what I know. Um, but I'm definitely looking in the next like year or two to add some smaller uh, multifamily units to my portfolio, duplexes, triplexes, and quads. And yeah, I guess kind of later down the line, it's not like super in my thought right now to do commercial buildings. Um, but definitely something I want to learn more about in the future. Yeah, it, it'll, it'll be pretty quick, quicker than you think. So that's great. At least you're thinking about it now. Um, so great. How can my listeners find you? How can they learn more about what you're up to, you know, potentially get involved? What's the best way to reach out to you? Yeah, um, you can check me out on Instagram. I'm at Dom Flips Nola. Um, N-O-L-A for New Orleans. I post a lot of stuff about kind of my projects and what I'm doing there. Um, you can always send me a message or if you have any questions. Um, that's probably the best way to connect with me. Um, and, you know, if you want to connect me th with me there and get my email or something to talk further, I'm always happy to do that too. Great. And we'll have a link to uh, Dominic's Instagram on the comment section in the iTunes description as well as our social media platforms. And again, this is episode 74 uh, of Discovering Multifamily. And, you know, if you want to reach out and learn more about my company, it's rednightproperties.com. And if you want to reach out through there, you can reach out to me. I can put you in touch with Dominique. It's always better to have a, a warm introduction than, than a cold one. So I'm happy to do that and facilitate that. Um, again, this is Discovering Multifamily, episode 74. And thanks so much, everybody, for listening. And thank you, Dominique, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Great. Thank you.